0: I have a dream. That's one small step
1: for man. I am the greatest. You want something? Go get it. Period. Mark, it's great to have you on the podcast now to dive deep. I really appreciate it.
0: Ah, no worries. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So as I always like to tee off um, as though I'm a stranger, you say partially I am. I know we recently met, but... If you could explain for those who don't know you at all, like strangers, mm-hmm. um, a kind of brief summary of what you do, where you're at, and mm-hmm. your focus in, in life when it comes to work.
0: Sure. You know, uh, so you know, my name is Mark Beardsley. I'm a lifelong New Jersey resident, if you can't write, tell by my accent. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, it been basically, my entire professional life has been in the pharmaceutical industry. So, you know, in college, my degree was medical technology. I came out, I worked in the hospital setting for a little bit in microbiology and chemistry, and hematology. Um, always had a, a passion for the sciences that was instilled in me by some teachers I had in high school. Um, and, uh, you know, there came a point uh, when I was working in a laboratory that I had the opportunity to interact with a, a number of the salespeople that would come in and, and sell us the capital equipment we were using, the analyzers, the consumables, and, um, you know, Probe them and, and, and pick their brains a little bit about you know, what they do and how they got where they are and um, it sounded very interesting to me. So, you know, I pursued the, uh, the pharmaceutical world at that time. It was 1999. Pharma was never bigger. Huge sales forces. Uh, you know, you, you could throw a dart at the Nasdaq and hit something that went up five bucks the next day. It was a, it was a crazy time. Uh, and I didn't have any sales experience and uh, this small company uh, called Everett Laboratories based here in the, on the East Coast in New Jersey gave me a shot and uh, 22 years later, I was still there. So uh, it's been a long, crazy road, a lot of progressive uh, opportunities from sales to sales management to sales leadership, uh, sales training opportunities, uh, and uh, it's been very rewarding and what I would like to think is mutually beneficial for myself and my employer.
1: Yeah, absolutely perform well. I know sales, my dad has been in that for 35, even 40 years, selling things from steel to windows to patios. Mm -hmm. And sales can be um, tough if you don't have the correct format and you just don't go at it with a very detached mind. So what have you, like from the start to where you are now, being in it so long, what are some of the main things you've seen Yourself progressing, that you would advise someone starting off in the field to to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, no, and and, and depending on what industry you're in, you know, sales can be quite different. You know, business to business sales is is a different sale than than pharmaceuticals. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, the, the competencies needed are, are are pretty much the same. You know, what you sell is different, but how you sell is what differentiates differentiates you in today's marketplace. See, you know, information is bigger and better than it's ever been, right? Most of our customers don't come to us to find out about our products anymore. They find about that on Google or online or whatever they're going to do, right? And then they come to us to see if they wanna buy from us. But if it's not us, they'll go find it someplace else. We're a commodity, what we sell is a commodity. So what differentiates today's salesperson and the advice I'd say to today's people coming into sales today, is to really hone the soft skills right yeah you need the hard skills in terms of how to prospect and you know how to uh, follow a selling model and a sales process and how to close and negotiate of course but in today's day and age it's about going in and being able to uh, connect with the customer through your communication skills through your uh, empathy through your listening skills through your ability to develop relationships and put the customer first this, this is what truly differentiates salespeople. We've all interacted with salespeople that we have had horrible experiences with. And it's because you can tell that you're not the important part. It's their commission that's the important part, right? But yeah. when you're with a salesperson to where you really feel valued and being listened to and heard, and that you know, they're trying to find the best solution for you, then, then that's, that's a good sales experience, a win-win for both sides. So you know, in today's day and age, you really need to have that balance even more so, you know, maybe 70-30 in terms of the uh, soft skill approach versus the hard skill selling approach.
1: Right. Yeah, I uh, went to a couple car dealerships recently because I'm trying to buy a car mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I'm in Texas and I'm not to say like North Jersey people are are better than Texas people, but I don't know, something down here, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen. But especially the car industry, because the supply is so low and they, people aren't buying cars. So whenever they have someone walking the door, they're like, I want to sell them. And they're focused on their commission and their money. So mm-hmm. I can see that directly to what you're saying, like a prime example in my life recently, where I felt like I was in the center of it. Um, I didn't have a good experience at all. And no, the salespeople didn't work with me to try to get me what I wanted. You know. Yeah,
0: and, and and that's the key. You know, like you, you can go to any car dealership and, and buy a car, right? It's not about, you know, that you say, okay, I want a Honda Accord. Okay. So you go to a Honda dealer and you meet Joe, the salesman, but you can go to any Honda dealer and meet any salesman who you're going to make your decision emotionally because you've already invested yourself in the Honda Accord. I like the, the, the body or the fuel economy or the safety profile or whatever, right? The objective measures of the vehicle, you've already, you've, you have that, you've done that research you're going to buy from the person you have an emotional connection to. So that, that, and that person that fits within your story. So if you as a salesperson can create that story and create that emotional connection, you're going to win a lot more sales.
1: Yeah. The, the sales, the way you put it as well, makes me think of even marketing. Like a lot of what you do is, is the marketing experience. Cause I, I have a, my own marketing agency and, I do a lot of brand stuff with the company Matt now, and it's like the customer relationship is the main thing. So it's like marketing is is always sales, or if you want to put it the other way, like sales is kind of always marketing in a sense, you're marketing Mm -hmm. a product or service or yourself for the customer.
0: Yeah. You know, the marketing comes in, in terms of the positioning, right? You have your product, but how do you position your product in the marketplace to where you can stand out? And, you know, then the sales is the message behind the positioning. You know, why are you where you are? What differentiate you, differentiates you? What, what, what's in it for me as the consumer going to buy your product? Why do I want to be loyal to your brand, right? And, and that's where marketing comes in to create that position to where when I think of this, I think of you, hmm. right? So, you know, Google is a prime example of that. You know, Google is just, you know, a, a brand, but it became synonymous with where I go to find information. Right. Right? And, and so, so, you know, that's, that's, that's ideal, right? That's, that's the goal of any company is to have that brand to where you become synonymous with whatever it is that person is looking for in that space.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I know for a while you weren't even just in sales, you went to the point of like teaching others how to sell. Well, it's like, you know, sales enablement. Um, What was that like? And like, what is your process to, to teach people? Is it different for everyone? Or is there a format to it?
0: Yeah, no, and it's a good question. You know, when when you're in sales, as a salesperson, you know, your, 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 your focus is small, it's on you and your performance in your territory. And then when you go into sales management, first line management, now you're responsible for 1012 people. So your scope gets a little bigger, you're you're you have to Get your work done through others, right, and help elevate their performance and coach them to to uh, uh, on how to how to improve the, you know what they're doing out there in the field. But then when you become a sales leader, you know it, it's it's this constant uh, application of keeping an eye on what's going on with the business, identifying where the pain points are, you know, uh, identifying your opportunities, putting a finger on your weaknesses, and 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 you know the typical SWOT analysis on how to run a business, right. But the, the common thread is continuous improvement. So when, when, you, when you have that mindset, you know, whether you're a leader or a coach or a sales rep, you know, you, you're, you're always wanting to learn more about how to be better at doing what you do. And so that transition into sales training from sales leadership is an easy one. Because you're, you're constantly looking to help elevate the performance of the entire team, which obviously helps elevate the bottom line of the company, right? So um, enablement and effectiveness are kind of two different things. You know, a, a enablement is, is readiness, if you will. It's, it's, it's preparing the sales team and the sales people to go out and be effective in front of the customer. So it, it's, you know, it starts with the people that you're bringing in. From in terms of the whole organization needs to be strategically aligned, get together about what competencies are needed for us to perform well, mm-hmm. and then hiring for those competencies. And, um, and then, you know, also cultural fit is important in terms of the organization and the leadership and what you're looking to do. You need to have people that have great competencies, but also fit what you're trying to do from a cultural standpoint. So people is important part of enablement. But then skills, this is where training comes in. Now you have the people, now you need to make sure that there's a robust training and development program in place for those soft skills, for those hard skills, to make sure that when your people are in front of the customer, they are not, not only competent, but very confident in what they're doing and the conversations they're having. And, uh, and then in tools, right? You gotta make sure there's a synergy between sales and marketing in terms of the, the, the systems you have in place with sales operations, your, your customer relationship management system, your learning, management system, your data analytics, um, uh, just the, the tools, you know, uh, technolo- technology you have to be able to run your business, but then also the master sales aids or the articles or the videos that you have to support your product. Make sure your, your sales reps are equipped with the tools they need at the time they need them to make the best, best impact in front of the customer. And then that constant feedback about what's working, what's not working, how do we improve this, you know, based on that that voice of the customer as well, and then um, of course the mindset. You know, so you got the people, you got the skill set, you got the tool set, and then you got the mindset. And this is where incentive compensation comes in, performance management comes in. Um, you know, your people want to know that. They're going to go out and do what you ask them to do, but there are rewards there. There are recognition there. There's opportunities for advancement there if they do what you ask them to do. So this this culture of performance and continuous uh, uh, improvement is one that needs to come from the top down. So that's enablement. But then once they go to the field, right, once they're enabled and they get out there in front of the customer, that's where effectiveness comes in. And that's where you need to make sure that um, your team is executing on a high level about Everything that you went to market with, that strategy you went to market with, making sure the KPIs are being hit and and checking in on them, holding people accountable, managers, sales reps for doing what they've committed to do Um, and uh, celebrating the small wins along the way, which is a big thing. And a lot of companies don't do enough of, you know, they're focused on that quarterly objective or that yearly objective, but yet weekly or monthly, there's opportunities to celebrate. Small wins and small performance, and it keeps people motivated. So, um, you know, it's important to make sure your team is fully enabled to go to market. But then, it's also equally, if not more important, to make sure that accountability is there and that effectiveness and um, execution is being followed up on on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, it's like equipping the uh, soldiers to go out into the the field, as though you call mm-hmm. it. Um, probably n- most definitely not as intense as a battlefield but like getting the customers buy-in could be rather hard yeah I thought of kaizen continuous improvement
0: that's it yeah. you know that's uh it's it's a a lot of people talk about that if anybody visits my my LinkedIn profile it's kind of my banner behind me and it's really you know something that that is a is a is a, is a key factor in where I am you know professionally and what I've been able to, to get to it's I've always tried to be the example of what good looks like in whatever role I've had so that people can say, you know, that Mark, he's he's a sharp guy. He knows what he's talking about. You know, you can't get anything past him. But yet, at the same time, I'm I'm constantly working to try to improve what I feel as though maybe weaknesses of my own. And trust me, I have
1: them. Right yeah, now, we we all do. You're right. Right. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think I was talking to some friends recently about this this thing of it's like binary. Like there's strength and weaknesses. There's this to that. There's black and white, so it's like yes, be confident that you're excelling and that you're really great at what you do, but also humble to mm-hmm. accept feedback um, as a company, but also as an individual salesperson to uh, improve on your pitch and, and everything.
0: You said it perfectly, and and uh, you know that's that's one of the things that is that is difficult at times for 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 you know salespeople. Sometimes people say, you know, are salespeople made or are are they born? Right. And, and I I think there's a little bit of both, you know, in terms of some people are just those soft skills come very inherently to them. That's the, that's the born part, right? You're born with that beautiful. That's wonderful. But you can also learn how to be more empathetic. You can also learn how to be, you know, a better listener or, or be able to develop better relationships and the hard skills anybody can learn, but the, the willingness or the, the ability to step back and be coached, that is something that not everybody comes with, right? Because there's a certain degree of bravado, of confidence that I know what I'm doing and I'm the lone wolf and I hit my numbers, leave me alone, right? There There's, there's these people on every sales team, but that's not the right attitude to have. It really isn't. And it, yeah. it, the more people you have on your team, that are willing to accept coaching, the better that team is going to be in the long run.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point of advice for, for those listening in, watching back, all of that. Uh, it's, I love that. Even as someone in the business field, I, um, I resonate with that as we try to grow and scale up ourselves. But I talked a lot about when it comes to sales within the business field, but when it comes to, detaching for a little bit to take a break not necessarily get away because work should be something you enjoy but more so like um take a step back so you can come even more focused when you come back into work what are some things you do to create silence for yourself or solitude for yourself or are those things where you don't have to focus on work and have it going in your mind all, all day it, it, it,
0: you're you're 100 right and you know the it's one of the things that you don't quite have an appreciation for when you're kind of just starting out in, in, in your in your career, because, you know, we are a, a you know, a success obsessed culture. Right. And that everybody wants to more, better, right. you know, bigger, higher salary, bigger house, bigger car, whatever the case might be, bigger title. You know, we're obsessed with this. And it, it, there's, there's something called burnout <laughs> and, and, and you don't recognize or realize that when you're 22, 23, and you have all the energy in the world. Right. But when you hit a certain point, you can't take it anymore. You just can't. And, and physically things start to happen. If in fact, you don't have that outlet or opportunity to step away and and, and reflect and rest. And for me, it's the outdoors is, you know, I'm a, avid outdoorsman you know whenever I possibly can I'm either hiking or hunting or fishing or camping Um, you know it's a bucket list thing of mine to step foot in all 63 national parks in this country I've been in 16 I got a lot to go but you know just being outside and whether it's any one of those things you know uh, elk hunting in Utah or Montana you know on 11,000 12,000 feet you know just the the, the the personal pride and sense of accomplishment having done that, you know, being here in New Jersey, a flatlander, right? <laughs> Going up to that altitude with that equipment and just, you know, pushing yourself physically like that is but but pushing yourself in a different way, right? Yeah. Is 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 so personally gratifying. And then just to sit back and look at nature, it humbles you and 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 to see the birds and and the animals and the fish and the trees and and the lakes and the streams and, you know, on and on, sit back and look at the Montana sky at night. I mean, it it just humbles you to where you're this, you think you're, you have your blinders on when you're in your day-to-day work and you think that you are so important and so irreplaceable and you need to finish this at this deadline and it's so very important. But when you're out there and it's dead silent and you're just in this vast of, of, of nature, you realize kind of how insignificant you are in the grand scheme of things, right? right? And, and realize and appreciate the opportunity that you have in the life that you have and to, 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 to just, you know, reflect on that personally and professionally to say, I can take a break. You know, what I'm doing is important, but it's not critical to the, you know meaning it to, to 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 the world existence, right? Yes. so let me relax, let me take a breather, let me refocus and come back from this trip or whatever I'm doing to to be able to be uh even more energized to do what I do even better
1: yeah amen to that i I love that with uh I see your backgrounds are very meaningful even on linkedin and, and behind you now you have the the flower. I think what is that like a painting?
0: Yeah, it's a painting, and it's a it's a Tuscany kind of kind of painting, you know, like uh, from Italy.
1: Oh wow!
0: The fields and stuff like that. I mean, I, I you know, in COVID when everything hit, this was my workspace, right? So I needed. I was on Zoom all day, every single day. I just wanted a splash of color to look at to <laughs> out loud, right? Just something to brighten right. up everything. And so I found this piece, and I I really kind of like it.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I have one right here. I need, I need some color as well. And the, and the hunting point too, that spurred me up to think about that more. Cause that's a bucket list thing is to you know, go out and camouflage and camp and then hunt something and, and bring it back. It's like a getting yourself back into your roots where now everything's delivered to us. Very convenient, especially in America. It's nice to go out and, you know, do something yourself when it comes to gathering food. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know you each or your, your game, but I, just hunting it is probably satisfying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, obviously it's, it's one of those divisive issues. There's people who are very much against it and the people who are very much for it right. to each his own. That's, what's great about this country is we have the opportunity to do kind of what we want to do, right. Within, right. within reason, we have the opportunity to choose. And, um, you know, for those people who, who believe that, you know, hunting is not the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I support your, uh, your, your ability to have that decision. I disagree with you. Uh, but to your point, you know, it is, you know, a very healthy, you know, organic, sustainable, uh, protein source for me and my family. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of these trophy people that, you know, just go out to harvest and put it on my wall. I, I consume everything that I harvest. So, uh, you know, whether it be fishing or hunting and, uh, my entire family does. So, you know, there is that, that sense of satisfaction there. Uh, to, to be able to provide in that capacity, um, you know, in today's hustle and bustle to be able to step away, head into nature and, 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 and do that is very uh, personally rewarding for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the point of things bigger than yourself really, really is important. Um, I had one point I wanted to bring up that I'll just read verbatim here. But, uh, you know, t- we touched on sales, touched on things outside of work, Um, I love this one point from an article, which I can link in the description. Mm -hmm. He said, there's a surprising link between church attendance and job satisfaction. Um, This is more specifically pharmaceutical. It says pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. sales, professional Mark uh, Beardsley believes. So is, you know, talking about things bigger than yourself. It's like going out into nature, getting away from work seeing God's creation and just being like, okay, I'm, I'm not just, it's not just the world revolving around me, but also this point of church attendance. Was that just something you found personally, or you just saw like in every one of common theme amongst good salespeople?
0: Yeah, no. And that's, it's another one of those things that, that came to me later in life uh, that I didn't have an appreciation for earlier um, in that and it's, you know, not just church attendance, right? It's, it's more when you are involved in a church, you are a church member. you not only, you know, you go every Sunday, but you are, you know, uh, volunteering your time, being a part of the church, being a member of the church, being involved in small groups, you know, and, and having that, uh, that, that spiritual uh, cornerstone to, to who you are as a person, It, it gives you, you know, a greater sense of purpose, right? In terms of, and also who you are. And you recognize that, uh, and, and, and start to have a, a greater appreciation for the things that you do have. And you're much more thankful for the things you do have, including your job. You know, so, so many times you go to work and you, you know, you hear people say on a Sunday, Oh, I have to go to work tomorrow.
1: Right.
0: No, I get to go to work tomorrow. Right. It's a gift that I get to do. So many people don't, unfortunately, don't have that. Right. I have a gift to be able to go to earn a living, to support my family. And when I'm there, I'm going to be, you know, I, I don't work as though the person in the corner office is my boss. God is my boss. So right. I work and, 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 and do my job to the best of my ability because I'm doing it for, for God who gave me this opportunity, right? And I'm showing my appreciation uh, to him for being able to to, to do this, this, right. this job. And you know, it, it helps me have a, a, a different mindset, a more positive attitude, right? Zig Ziglar, attitude determines altitude. When when yeah. when you are at that water cooler, or at that lunch table, and all the coworkers are being negative or, or gossiping about this, that, or the other thing, and you step away, you know, the, the Bible says we should be the salt of the earth, the light in the darkness, right, as Christians. And, you know, when you're that person who can, you know, kind of reset the tone or not engage in that type of behavior and uh, be that 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 positive attitude. It's refreshing uh, to be around, right? And it, and and you step away at five o'clock or whenever your 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 time in, in the office is done, and you don't feel beat up. You feel more a, more a greater sense of significance that you contributed value to a place, and you you are thankful for the opportunity to have uh, have having done that. So it just you know for me that 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 spirituality in that faith base that I have, and I've been able to develop gives me a far better appreciation and makes me, you know, and, 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 deepens my commitment for the work I do.
1: Love that truly. And I don't know if there was a pun intended there, but people at the water cooler, it's like they get to try to get a refreshment from the drink itself, but the real refreshment is someone who comes over and shines that light. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's key. Cause it's bigger than yourself, both, in the grand scheme of things, but also in regard to other people and spreading that love. Um, no, great, great points. So, yeah, go ahead.
0: Now, I was going to say, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a scripture in Ecclesiastes, I think, and it's, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, it, it, whatever you choose to do, do it with gusto, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, If you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best damn street sweeper you can be, right? If you're going to be a police officer or a teacher or whatever the case, do it with gusto. You've been given the opportunity. It's a blessing. Go at it full bore, 100% commitment, right? And then, you know, it doesn't mean you need to stop there. You say, okay, this is what I'm doing now. It doesn't mean this is what I need to do 30 years from now or 10 years from now. So let me look for maybe other opportunities that exist. And, you know, if I pursue them, you know, ask, seek, knock, right? So if I, if I ask the right people, if I seek these opportunities, I knock on the right doors, the things will open up to me. And then I can, you know, put myself in the position to, to be successful in, in that endeavor when it, when it does come. But while I have this job, I'm going to be a positive light to everybody that I come in contact with.
1: Exactly. Yeah. To, to add to that, I think it's 1 Corinthians 31 10. It's like whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, uh, do it all for the glory of God. So it's like a lot of people may see certain situations and complain about it. I mean, you can't, you can complain or change. You could choose which one you want to do. But if you decide to change, that's positive momentum going in the direction that's, you know, positively affecting yourself and those people around you. But I think that point is key too. like every single thing you do, words, actions, like it all truly does matter. Some Mm -hmm. people sweep it under the rug, certain things like it's not a big deal. But when you treat everything as though it matters, people see those things like I know you're a dad, so I'm sure it's like kids, they see every move you make. So it's like those, those examples or those words you make, they take it all in, they're like sponges. So yep. the same with salespeople and our uh, business people in your workforce.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's not about perfection. I mean, no one's perfect, you know, but it's about trying to be the best version of yourself every single day, right? right? And, 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 and having that uh, humility, you know, or that vulnerability to be able to say to somebody, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, I screwed up the other day with that conversation, and here's where I went wrong. And, you know, <laughs> how can we fix it and how can we move past it? Right. So, so, you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, when you're at that office and you're in that place and you're surrounded by people who aren't necessarily uh you know the most uh, heavily into their spirituality and faith you know you, you might get uh, oh that's that bible guy right you know you can't you can't talk to him he's not real uh no i'm as real as it gets i've made i've made some significant mistakes in my life but you know what i i, I can't change them they they are what they are i made them they're done you know, I've forgiven myself for the mistakes I've made. God's forgiven me for the mistakes I've made. All I can do is try to learn from it, not make the same mistake twice and, and uh, you know, move forward with what's in front of me today because that's the only thing I can influence.
1: Exactly. And And to that point, I wanted to leave you like a stage to talk about anything that you've been ruminating on because I'm the one always asking the questions. But if there's anything you want to shine a light on, uh you can go ahead and do so i know the last point was was kind of that but if there's anything else as well
0: yeah no i i i just think that um you know first i, I thank you for the opportunity to talk about these things here today um you know but uh i i've i've been blessed you know throughout my life you know and, and pretty much anything that i've i've kind of put my hand to has worked out and uh, you know I, without a heck of a lot of effort, you know, whether it be uh, athletic endeavors, I was blessed with some pretty good athleticism and, you know, accomplished a lot in my athletic career before injuries took over, Um, uh, you know, academics, you know, going through college, achieving the degree I achieved, you know, I was able to do that really well, got into a good job, um, you know, advanced in my career, you know, and, 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 not only did I advance in, in um, responsibility, but also financially and, you know, got, uh, met a wonderful woman, got married, going to be celebrating my 20th anniversary this year, had a couple of kids. You wow. know, so, you know, my, my, I, I recognize and understand that I've been, I've led a blessed life, I really have. And the whole country has, you know, through COVID-19, the whole world through COVID-19, you know, have had significant issues over these past couple of years, Right. And it's been very, very difficult on a lot of people. And, you know, th- just the one thing I kind of wanted to shed light on or want to shed light on is that is that it gets better, right? In that w- if you find yourself in a dark season, it's for a season. You know, the Bible talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of the death. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be in it, but you will walk through it. You'll get through it. And no matter how bad the situation might look right now, it gets better day by day, minute by minute, sometimes second by second. But you gotta have that right mindset to where whatever happened, happened. I can't change that at all. It does me no good to go back and try to fix it or make it different or continue it or whatever. It's done. And as hard as that is to do sometimes, especially in a relationship or what have you, it's done. You got to move on. You got to worry about yourself and you worry about what you're doing today because that's the only thing you can influence. Tomorrow will have its own problems. I can't worry about that. Yeah. And I can't worry about yesterday. You know, Eckerd totally says, focus on the now, right? So all I can worry about is today and let me win today. Let me make, you know, do something today that is going to improve myself and my contribution to my family or my workplace. You know, how can I do something positive for One small thing to build upon today, and and that's kind of what I want, you know, just to to say in closing here today is for the people that are still hurting, and there's a lot of them, is that don't give up. Mm -hmm. Don't give up at all. Stay strong. Stay committed to yourself, your family, and everybody on this planet that is breathing right now is here for a reason and has a purpose. So hook into that. And recognize that you are incredibly significant, and you mean something in this greater scheme of thing called life. And things will be better in a short period of time. If in fact you're somebody who's open to considering, you know, uh, faith as as a cornerstone in 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 your life, maybe that's something that's missing right now. You know, find a good Bible church, and get into it. Doesn't I'm not going to promote any one particular thing you know, find one that works for you and get into there. And, 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 and maybe that's the thing that's been missing. Just a piece of advice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Two direction points, even uh, to the focusing on now is Matthew 634 and uh, Proverbs 27, one just talks about not boasting about tomorrow, not worrying about tomorrow. Today's troubles are enough for today. So some, and that's the truth. Truth right there, capital T even. Um, so I appreciate all those those words and I really, 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 really hope people see it and a lot of people see it and soak this in because mm-hmm. uh, it can go a really long way. So thank you for, for sharing all that.
0: No, no worries. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely.